Blog Talk Radio. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. 30 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Like Craig Davis of FantasyFootball.com. The Audible Cecil Lammy. Paul Greco of Melnick and Greco Fantasy Sports. And the fantasy football guys Lyle Conkiel and Kevin Moore. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. If you're Albert Hainsworth, you're feeling pretty good tonight. Lenny Kravitz. Admit it. It's red versus blue. 60 seconds. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. Let's go. On Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. I'm telling you what. I don't know about this NFL, man. What, what kind of a crisis is the economy having when Albert Hainsworth gets $100 million? That's, that's a tenth of a billion. Unreal. Hello, everybody. Good evening. This is Scott Atkins and Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. We do appreciate it. Not really in the mood tonight, but you know we're going to try to make this a world here. We got uh, we got our buddy uh, and co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Mike Trent, with us tonight. Mike, I'm in the mood me, for a melody. I'm in the mood for a melody. I'm in the mood. I can't do Robert Plant, but anyway, we got a lot of stuff to talk over, Scott. Uh, you know, I think we might talk talk about uh, dynasty quarterbacks. Uh, I talk about uh, a little bit of basketball. College basketball, and, uh, you know, whether you're in the mood or not, there's a lot of people that are in the mood. So we're going to make things happen tonight. And, uh, well, we're, glad we, I got we you, got a lot of stuff covered. It's just one of those days, man. I don't know. Like I got saying, you know, I'm just sitting here at the desk, and, you know, I don't I don't know. I'm just, it's just one of those days where you, you sit just, here and – doesn't click. It's just, it's just not clicking in the boot. I keep – there's a smell, man. The smell is just – 
I can't I can't get over it. It's just like every so often. It's not all the time, but it's like every twenty or thirty seconds or so. I got this smell. It's like bo, man. But it's not me. I'm I'm serious. Uh, now, now are you sure you didn't you, you didn't check your underarms and everything like that? Man, I'm telling you, it's not me. It's like somebody's been. Sitting I know what it is. I got it. I got it. It's the U of L smell. The U of L smell. Oh my God. Red Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us, folks. Three four seven three two four five four zero four. Join the show. Give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind. We've got a lot to talk about tonight, and we're going to give you everything we got, uh, however much that is. Um, obviously, Fantasy Sports Channel, thefantasysportschannel.com. We stream live there every week. Uh, we're part of the Fantasy Sports Channel network, and you can also find us on iTunes Radio. So if you just open up your iTunes player, click on the, the live radio feed in your upper left-hand corner, go down to Sports Talk Radio, and we're like the third show from the talk uh from the top. You'll see it Blog Talk Sports, I believe is what it says, or and then Fantasy Sports Channel or something along that lines. But uh yeah, Blog Talk Radio, we uh we've we've been on here for what, Mike, twenty weeks in a row? Yeah, twenty weeks in a row. We keep it we keep it rolling, uh whether it's uh both of us, one of us, uh we keep it rolling and uh we're gonna keep on doing it because you know, one thing about uh NFL, they keep it's it's all year long, and we're going to keep on doing it. And, uh, you know, we've got some uh, NASCAR we may talk about in, oh, you know, whenever it may be, oh, whenever it may me, be, oh. in baseball, who knows. Oh, but right now, uh, you know, I, what I like to talk about is uh, the Dynasty quarterbacks, uh, free agency, big free agent crop that is opening up in uh, the NFL. Uh, hey, the best, we'll, uh, we'll do it, man. You know the best college, uh, the best college basketball team. Uh, okay. You know, one through four, uh, UK of a little bit later in the show, but uh, you know, dynasty quarterbacks. I, I wouldn't mind touching on them a little bit. Well, we're gonna try, Mike. I don't know how much we're gonna bring. I'm I'm at about fifty percent tonight, motivated, but we're gonna we're gonna see what we got. Leroy's in the chat room. Welcome, Dave. Dave, just so you know, buddy, we were we were talking before the show. It was about uh, oh, I don't know a couple hours ago. And we're thinking about doing a live video feed. Ever since we became featured on Blog Talk Radio, uh, we also uh, became enabled with the live video feed. And so we're, we're, what we're thinking is NFFC weekend, uh, we're going to have uh, – we're obviously going to be in Chicago on that Friday night. We've got a show to do. And, uh, yeah, we'd like to have the, the NFFC champ on live, and we'll do an NFFC awesome. kickoff. Everybody, everybody's going to want to know what's on the, the mind of the champ. Uh for that uh, competition, and we'll we'll have Dave hopefully in in Chicago. I'm, I imagine that's where he's going to be, and uh, we'll just do a live video uh, broadcast from uh, on location. So hopefully, well, I'll tell you what, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. That would be uh, that that would be awesome uh, to have Dave on, uh, you know, right there with us. Uh, a bunch of us just together, putting minds together, uh, thinking about fantasy football, the draft, what's going to be. Who's gonna Who's gonna go where? Uh, if you have the uh, third pick, what, what would you like? And you know, just putting together different scenarios that would make uh, that would make our listeners and everybody, you know, make them think. And it, it would be a lot of fun. And just you know, just to live stream it uh, when it's uh, showing us together and with Dave and uh, Dave Gerzak, which is 
great friend of the show, and uh, maybe Alex. Who knows? You know, you never know. There could be a lot of people that could uh, they could be right there with us. But uh, well, Alex, uh, Alex all goes of those to the been, uh, New York draft usually. But uh, yeah, well, we always maybe have we a cast talk. of characters in Chicago, man. So you know, we'll we'll pull it off. It sounds like a lot of fun. It's a good it idea. Does. Let's uh, let's also tell everybody for the new listeners. Again, this is Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio. This is where one Louisville fan and one Kentucky fan chat about sports. Obviously, Mike and I are also both high stakes fantasy players in the world of high stakes fantasy football. Uh, we have a lot of friends that are involved in the industry. We've got uh, a couple of friends that own the FFPC.com, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Uh, we've been involved uh, in the World Championship of Fantasy Football every year. Uh, that drafts out in Vegas and, uh, you know, the National Fantasy Football Championship that drafts in Vegas, Chicago, and uh, other and, and in New York. Um, so we've uh, we've been in the industry for a long time. We talk fantasy football throughout the football season, and then usually as things slow down, I mean, we're going to give you some dynasty football in the off season, but we're also going to stay true to our roots and give uh, our local fans the college basketball fix that they need, uh, Louisville, Kentucky basketball. It's a big basketball area, and we like to do that. So, with that said, uh, we're going to get on with the show, and we've got, um, you know, we're, we're going to start off with dynasty ranking quarterbacks. We're releasing those tonight. Uh, Mike, we do have a lot of, uh, actually, let's start yep. with the free agents. Let's start with the free agents because there's a lot of big news. Obviously, like we started the show with Albert Hainsworth getting $100 million in Washington. Uh, you know, we've seen this before out of out of Snyder and Camp, and, and they bring in D'Angelo Hall late in the season. They re-sign him, which is just a total waste of money, but... With Hainsworth, you're getting a player that can that can definitely um, make a difference on this team. And I mean, 100 million dollars—that's big. We never see these big contracts uh, really fulfill. It doesn't seem like you know if you get four years, 20 million, you see those types of deals you know fulfilled. But usually for the 100 million, uh, I heard there's a four or five year clause in this. They call it a poison pill. That's like uh, 56 million or something along that line. So if if Washington wants to bail out of this after four or five years, they can kind of. They can kind of just uh, let it go. Well, you know what, Scott? I I, I love the fact that uh, they want to go after uh, Hainsworth and spend the money. But the bottom line is they don't have much as far as cap value goes. Now, they spent the money for Hainsworth. And what I've uh, read and uh, understood is they don't have much left as far as position players. You know, you're talking about your uh, wide receivers, your running backs, uh, your quarterback. I mean, you know, and most teams you, you build within. But and Hainsworth is going to be a, I mean, he's going to be a great addition. Uh, Daniel Snyder is just loving it. He's like, yeah, I spent this much money for him. But and they're going to keep on trying to spend. But they really, the Washington Redskins do not have that much money to spend because in in the NFL there is a cap and they're going to have a hard time staying under the cap while getting position players to do what they need to have done offensively. Well, there's something coming up with that cap, right, next year? I don't know if you've heard about that, but what – are they talking about lift, possibly lifting the cap or something, or what, what's going on in, in, in 2010 where, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing something along that line, but uh, an uncapped NFL year is what I'm hearing, and, and there's, a, there's a possibility that the 2010 season, the NFL may be playing without a salary cap. Uh, it's well, I, by the owner's decision to opt out of its collective bargaining agreement. So I don't know how that's going to play out, Mike, but 
you know, I, maybe you know, I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, you know, if, if Gene Upshaw was still alive, what's I mean, he was he was the uh, he was the main man behind being against the, the salary cap. But yeah. uh, Gene Upshaw for the Players Union, I mean, he was. I mean, he was really, really, really uh, behind the players as far as get as much as you can get now. Because when you retire, when the, when your days are done, you won't you won't have anything. And what we know that's a joke. But, yeah, I don't uh, hear that. You won't have anything. And uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, these players are going after a lot of money, and uh, it's. The owners are paying them. Uh, Hainsworth, uh, that that just surprised me. That really surprised me. But then again, well, we there's, he was there's a somewhere. lot of other players. Yeah, we, knew he was, we knew he was going somewhere. Let's. Uh, yeah. We've also got a, a big signing in New York, and I know this is uh, this is uh, sad news for all the Giants fans uh, to see the Jets get better. But the New York Jets signed linebacker Bart Scott from Baltimore, one of the big mm-hmm. acquisitions there. He's been in the Pro Bowl all four years uh, with Baltimore, and they've been a top-six defense every year. Bart Scott's been there. And, uh, you know, the Jets are just moving, man. They spent money last year. They're spending money again this year. They also grabbed Lito Shepard from Philadelphia tonight. Uh, or It sounds like that deal is going to be finalized. I don't think that is final, but it sounds like Lito Shepard deal is imminent. And so the Jets are making moves, Mike. Is this is this going to bring the Jets to that uh, well, Super Bowl you know, I, defense that we've we've been hearing? Rex Ryan. I don't know because uh, the 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 Jets have uh, well they spent money on Brett Favre and that didn't quite work out. Uh, and I was kind of looking at Baltimore's defense because I've been focusing on that in the off season and uh, it's pretty much gone. Uh, with with Scott being gone, uh, that that hurt him. That hurt him bad, and they're and he's gone to the Jets, and the Jets need him. Uh, but I I just don't know if uh, you know the Jets need offense, and who's going to be the quarterback next year? That <laughs> and LeBron is still Yeah, it's not. I mean, that's still not solved there. But I'd, I'd like to see Kurt Warner. I mean, apparently he's uh, broke off. Well, that's on my list too uh, to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I, broke, the, off, broke off negotiations with the the Cardinals today. And I don't know. I mean, he's asking for ten or twelve, ten to twelve million, and I can't believe that uh, Arizona wouldn't pay this guy. But well, rumor has it, and this is just a rumor at this point. But rumor has it that San Francisco is prepared to make an offer for Kurt Warner. And Mike, you know what that no means? That teams him teams him back up with old man Ike. And, well, and then really, uh, no. I mean, all, all you need then is just to grab Marvin Harrison, and you got the all geriatric kid. <laughs> well, it's going to take a it's going to take a hell of a lot more than Kurt Warner and Marvin Harrison to make that thing happen in San Francisco. Singletary's awesome. He's he's got that team uh, motivated to do what they need to do. Kurt Warner is either going to he's going to be quarterback the first week of September in Arizona, or he will not be a quarterback for any other team. Well, I uh, I thought that too, but I heard him on ESPN Radio today, and it, and it kind of seemed like he's ready to play about two more years. Uh, that's just kind of what it sounded like to me. Whether For Arizona. That's true, For whether Arizona. Whether that's true or not, we'll see. But well, maybe I don't know. It, it sounds like he has the it sounds like he has the the desire and the arm to throw. So I think he's gonna 
I think he's going to play somewhere this year. I don't know if I don't know if that'll be for Arizona, but I I think my guess is that he plays somewhere this year. So we'll see how what that happens. The other big news is uh, Kellen Winslow, uh, Mike to Tampa for a second yeah. and a third round draft pick. Who wins in this deal? Is it Cleveland or is it Tampa? Well, in my opinion, Tampa is a dysfunctional organization. The way they uh, fired their GM, the way they fired uh, John Gruden, uh, it was totally in a inappropriate manner. It wasn't professional, and uh, they brought in this coach uh, that's going to make things happen. I don't know how. Uh, and they're totally restructuring their team. They're totally restructuring everything, and they're trying to get draft picks. Um, I, you know, in my opinion, uh, I think Cleveland is a winner on this deal because they're they're dumping something that really for all he did was what a year year and a half he was really good, and then other than that he hasn't been much. But that goes back to Cleveland; they've got to restructure things too. But in my well, opinion, I think, Scott, I think Mangini just wanted to clean house a little bit when he got there, and he didn't want any yeah. bad attitudes. He's gonna kind of hard yeah. about that, but. I don't know. I think it might be good for both. I, I think I think it may be good for both, uh, I, but I still think uh, Cleveland's getting out best because uh, that pick could be good. You never know. Yeah, you get, Which, you're getting uh, a second round and a third round pick. Those are those are quality players uh, these days, and and Cleveland needs all the help they can get. We obviously saw that. And, uh, you know, maybe they like this Martin Rucker kid. Um, we're going to talk tight ends next week, but this Martin Rucker kid out of Missouri, he was an athlete, played well. Uh, you know, he may be a product of the system there. We're still not sure, and, and he didn't really seem like he fit in last year, and he had some injuries. But this Martin Rucker kid, I think Cleveland likes him, even though the the, the, the beat writers there haven't said much. I think this Martin Rucker kid is good. You obviously have Steve Hyden, and maybe they go after a free agent or something, but they 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 had to be somewhat pleased with what they had. Otherwise, I don't think you let Winslow go unless you feel like you have something there in that in that in uh, in Rucker. So, right. I got another one for you, Scott. How about uh, how about free agents? How about T.J. Husmanzada? What do you think? Where does he go? Yeah, my guess is that he lands in Chicago. Wow, I've heard that. Ugh. Yeah. My guess is he nobody throws to him. Yeah, nobody to throw to, but I, I, it just seems like a, a place I could see him fitting. I don't think the G-Men will pay that much for him. I don't think the Eagles, they've proven year after year after year that they're not going to pay big money for wide receivers except for the one T.O. trade, but that's been in over a course of seven or eight years. I haven't seen receivers come through there. you got Minnesota as a possibility, but I think they're going to be set with their guys. San Francisco and Seattle are other options I've heard kind of dance around there, and, and even Cincinnati late in the game. I don't know. What do you think? Well, you know, honestly, I think uh, I think Hoos may stay in Cincinnati. Uh, I, I don't know if Chad Johnson, I don't know what his deal is, but uh, Hoos Mazzotta, he's been a number two the whole time for the last couple of three years. Uh, he's been a number two wide receiver, and he's ready to be a number one, and he wants to be a number one. And the only situation that he can be a number one, I think, is in Cincinnati. So it it would not surprise me to see him stay there. I I just don't think he I, I just don't think that he or that agent are going to uh, make that happen. I think they're going to look for a deal. He wants ten million per season. First of all, I don't think Cincinnati's going to give him that. And and 
I just I just think that whole Cincinnati situation is just damaged goods. It's pretty bad. Yeah, I heard I heard somebody referring to Winslow as damaged goods. I, I think I think Cincinnati is the damaged goods. You know, Marvin Lewis has proven he has no control over that team. Chad Johnson's been there the whole time too, so I don't know if that's his problem. But Marvin's definitely not been able to contain it. Carson Palmer's disappointing too. He, he thought he was like a Peyton Manning type leader, but there's no leadership going on there. So I just kind of see who's going somewhere that feels right. And Lovey's a good coach, and and he can definitely handle. Um, he can definitely hand uh, stand to see well, a wide receiver on that on that squad. Well, one, one thing Scott I want to bring up is I've heard this. I've heard this over and over again is uh, structure. You know, NFL teams, uh, whether it be NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, whatever, uh, they have structure. They have uh, the way they go about things. And uh, most of your uh, Super Bowl winners, they have structure. Cincinnati has no structure. There is none at all. There is no cohesiveness whatsoever. And they've got to find that. Uh, Marvin Lewis has to say, hey, guys, are we going to build a winner or am I going to be dealing with a bunch of derelicts? What, yeah. Where are we going here? Where are we going? Well, where is yeah, our apparently, direction? Uh, uh, apparently where they're going is they're going to take a hard look tomorrow at Derek Ward, uh, the running back from New York. Uh, Derek Ward's coming into Cincinnati uh, to talk to the Bengals tomorrow. And uh, – I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll see a signing there out of uh, Cincinnati. Obviously, Benson is on the free agent. He's testing the waters there, uh, and may, maybe Derek Ward's a nice fit in Cincinnati. Just a just a, a player that doesn't talk trash and he's not a loud mouth, talk, cocky type of get, player here. Gets the job get done. done. Yeah, that's what yep. they need. Yeah, they do. They signing. do. They, they need it bad. We had another signing here. Uh, I don't know how significant this is, but uh, Sage Rosenfeld to the Vikings, and it sounds like he'll be the starter there, Mike. What's that mean for uh, Minnesota? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Sage, what is he, like 30, 30-something years old? But uh, the way I understand it, he's going to be competing with Tavares Jackson, and they're going to be going head-to-head. Um, I think Sage will – he'll get the starting nod. Uh, but who, who does he throw to? Right. Who does he throw to? I mean, there's not well, much there in Minnesota. Yeah, they've got a couple of weapons. Uh, you know, I mean, Sidney Bernard Barian getting better. Barian gets better. That tight end looks real, real good. But uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those teams that they've got everything in place. They just need a quarterback, somebody that can stand back there in the pocket and make things happen would be perfect. And, and I guess Rosenfeld fits that bill. He's uh, he's almost 32 years of age now, Mike, and uh, yeah. okay. I don't know what maybe maybe. Well, he, Adrian maybe Peterson. I mean, if it, uh, well, if they can go through reps and get uh, Adrian Peterson, keep on doing what he's doing, and then maybe develop a uh, Bobby Wade and develop other young players because they got the tight end in place, Shianko. I mean, uh, let's face it, uh, he's perfect. So. They've got the tight end in place. They've got the running back in place. They need wideouts. They need wow. slot receivers, things that can happen. I just heard, uh, I don't know how long ago this was. Have you guys heard that uh, Brian Dawkins has signed with the Broncos? Mm-hmm. That's just now coming across the wire. I, I hadn't heard that yet. Yep. Brian Dawkins, the San Francisco Chronicles, reporting that Dawkins has signed with the Broncos, and uh, it sounds like that's not uh, official until they see the contract terms. 
But uh, the Eagles now have a need at safety and $40 million burning a hole in their pocket. So we'll see what happens there. That's interesting. I, I had missed that. Um, wow, another another big well, who is Keep it? coming, Mike. Well, who is backing up Dawkins? I, I'm not sure. I have to I have to look that up. But who you know you got to find the player that was backing up Dawkins because uh, Andy Reid he's not dumb and he's thinking okay well if Dawkins goes I've got somebody that's going to back my guy up. Three four seven three two four five four zero four if you want to join the show and uh, give us a take on all this free agent um, mess and news that we've got here. Uh, we've got uh, a couple more uh, signings, it looks like. Um, well, a couple of guys that still haven't signed yet. Dominic Rhodes. Uh, looks like he's going to test the waters. Um, yeah. uh, Colts did sign Jeff Saturday back uh, to a three-year deal. That's a, that's a key piece for uh, for Peyton Manning. Uh, they need a center uh, that they, they have that chemistry with. Uh, looks like Lavernius Coles has uh, rights to talk to teams. Bryant Johnson, obviously from San Fran, can go somewhere. Uh, Rudy Johnson, all these guys, just uh, you know, Benson, work done. All these guys are sitting out there. I don't know what, what's going to happen with any of them, but uh, um, I, I guess the one that's uh, the most intriguing is on everybody's mind right now is is uh, is Kurt Warner. And and like I said, uh, another another feed that we saw there was uh, according to one of the the beat writers um, in in San Fran, the 49ers have a legitimate shot to sign Kurt Warner away from the Cardinals. And I know you're a little skeptical on that, Mike, but that that, yeah. that news continues to surface. Well, I tell you what, unless they they're going to have to pay him uh, an exorbitant amount of money, and I don't think Kurt's going to leave Arizona to do that. Kurt Kurt filed for free agency for one reason and one reason only to maybe get a million more or two million more from Arizona. He's not going to leave Arizona. He is a well, starting quarterback. He's going to show. I mean, he's got one more year to show uh, the the rookie. Come on, help me out here, um, Liner. Yeah, he's going to show yeah. Matt Liner how to do it. And uh, other than that, I mean, he he's good to go. Matt Matt, Matt Liner is going to be a very good pro, but not right now. Kurt Warner right, well, that's the uh, that's the free agency uh, segment that we have for the show. We're going to be right back, and we are going to unveil our top fifteen in my hands dynasty quarterbacks right now uh, when we come back. How do you think white people would always get ahead? Because we cheat all the time. I mean, because they cheat all the time. <laughs> I love it. This is Bill Belichick, <laughs> coach of the New England Patriots. He's won three Super Bowls. How? He cheated. He even got caught <laughs> cheating, and nobody cared. Bill Belichick said in America, it's okay to cheat, as long as you cheat your way to the top. Hey, I don't want to be called a cheater. Fucking no, awesome. no. If you cheat and fail, you're a cheater. If you cheat and succeed, you're savvy. This is bullshit. <laughs> I don't want to waste my time learning to cheat. Go ahead, go <laughs> right there. Bye-bye, Hapo. We will miss you. How do I reach these Kids. How do I reach these kids? <laughs> Just before the last Super Bowl, Bill Belichick gathered his football players and said, Let's win this one for real. Just this one time. Let's not cheat. You know what happened? 
They lost. Even if you feel all eyes are upon you, you cannot give up on cheating, or else you can lose the biggest game of your lives. with the dynasty rankings. That's hilarious. The quarterback, the top 15 uh, quarterbacks. I got them right here in my hand. We're going to start at the bottom. Number 15, chiming in at 32 years of age, starting for your Philadelphia Eagles. Mike, that's Donovan McNabb. I had to put him on my list. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, the only reason he's on there is because I couldn't find a 15th. that thin. I mean, they're – to be honest with you, I see about 15 quarterbacks, and that's about it. So, number well, I'll tell you what, I, I don't have a problem with uh, Dom McNabb. I mean, he he might, uh, you know, he, he'll continue to progress uh, once him and Andy Reid, if they ever get on the same page, which sometimes they do and sometimes they're not. Uh, the problem I have is I have Kevin Cobb, I drafted him in uh, – Dynasty Leagues about three years ago, and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting, so I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, Donovan, Nav 15, keep going. All right, number 14, uh, actually I have him up here, and he's not even a starter, Mike. 26 years of age, uh, contract runs through 2009, Matt Castle of your New England Patriots. I think he's one of those guys that you do not sell right now on the hopes that he uh, starts somewhere. He's just one of those guys that if I had him right now, he's old. System, system, system. Okay. He works under a system, and okay. if he's with New England, fine. If not, no way. All right. Number 13, the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns and Eric Mangini. Uh, without Winslow now and only Braylon Edwards, uh, it's Brady Quinn, 24 years of age, contract through 2011, and the Quinner, who loves the tight end, chimes in at number 13. What do you think about that, Mike? I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, okay. You know, eventually, uh, Derek Anderson, he's going to he, – he's faded out now, so that – they made a commitment uh, midway through last year to go to Brady Quinn, and uh, Brady Quinn's going to be the guy, and I think he showed a lot of improvement last year. All right. Uh, number 12, um, and this was kind of 12. This 11, this 12. 12, kind of uh, back and forth here, and I'm just going to tell you, I got these two players tied for this spot, 11 and 12, so I'm just going to call it 11 and a half. I got Eli at uh, 28 years of age and Carson Palmer at 29. I can't decide who, which one I'd rather have right now. Palmer's just been so disappointing, you know, last year. And, and I don't know. I guess i got to put Eli at 12 and Palmer at 11. You know, I, I'd rather have Palmer. But I want to see things improve. And I want to see the Carson Palmer that we remember seeing, you know, uh, put up all those yards and all those stats. And if I see that, again, I'm just not comfortable putting him much higher. Oh, well, I, I tell you what, right now, Scott, I love Eli ahead of Carson. Uh, Carson's got to prove something. I mean, just like what you said, uh, Carson hasn't proven anything since he got hurt, and uh, it's gone over and over again. And he's he's with an organization that doesn't want to prove anything, and that makes it very, very difficult. When you're dealing with an organization that doesn't want to win, which I'm um, I'm, I hate to say it, but that's the Bengals. It's tough. When you're dealing with an organization like the New York Giants, 
when you're dealing with a coach like Tom Coughlin, I'll take his out, Manning, any day of the week. All right, number 10. Um, he hasn't really made it through a season, but the upside is definitely there, Mike, um, for the Houston Texans. Actually, let's just go ahead and give you 8, 9, and 10. I think I like that format better. We can kind of get a feel for these players. Uh, number 10, right. Matt Schaub at 28 years of age. Number 9, another Matt, Matt Ryan at 24 years of age. And number 8, Aaron Rodgers, uh, going to be 26 next year, signed through 2014. What do you think about 8, 9, and 10? Rodgers, Ryan, and Schaub. Rodgers, Ryan, and Schaub. Uh, I like uh, Matt Ryan. Okay. Matt, Matt Matt Ryan will be my first pick. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will be my second, and uh, Matt Schaub will be my third. Okay. Matt Schaub, uh, the, I mean, Schaub's got a, there's a ton of upside there. Uh, they've got uh, Andre Johnson. I mean, come on, give me a break. He's the best wide receiver in football right now. Uh, do they have enough? That's still a big, big question mark. Um, you don't know. Aaron Rodgers? Mike. Okay, so you have Ryan ahead of Rodgers. Do you have him ahead of my number seven player, Philip Rivers, 27 years of age? Yes. Wow. So Matt Ryan in one year's time showed you more than Philip Rivers. Yeah. Okay, okay. Let's keep pushing yeah. the waters well, here. Well, I'm, I'm just looking at Well, I'm just looking at what uh, Atlanta has uh, and what they're developing as far as receivers, tight ends, and what San Diego has. As long as San Diego has North Turner, they will not be able to be consistent and win on a consistent basis. I'm sorry. They got Vincent Jackson. That's it. Chris Chambers, okay, maybe a little bit. But that's it for San Diego. Atlanta has a a ton of, well, I'm going to say it, upside versus San Diego. Well, let's look at this. Uh, you've got Ryan uh, ahead of Rivers, so that means you have Ryan at number seven right now. Do you have him at number six in front of Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> I can't do that. Nope, 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 nope. Okay, so you, you, you put Ryan in at seven with Roethlisberger yep. ahead yep. of him. Okay, well, that's where I've got Roethlisberger at six. I like what I, we've seen. He's signed through 2014. He's definitely... Uh, somebody you can trust, you can count on. There's no reason to move yep. Roth if you own him. Number five on my list, to be honest with you, the only reason I have him here this high ahead of Roethlisberger is because he can win you a title. Um, Tom Brady at number five. Yeah, yeah. 32 yeah, years of age, he'd be including. a little He just got married, too. Yeah, he just got married. You don't know what that's going to do. You don't, we don't know what we're going to see from him after coming back from injuries, so I've got him down to five. Number four, uh, 33 years of age. I, I can only imagine he's going to play, you know, two or three tops four years more. I don't probably see four, maybe three. But Peyton Manning, he signed through 2012. Solid probably guy. Really, probably the end of time, right? Yeah, he, he's solid. Uh, he's losing Marvin, but he still has Reggie. And you know what? This year could be the biggest year of Reggie Wayne's career. It could be the biggest year of Gonzalez's career, uh, along with Peyton Manning. I mean, these guys can hook up. This could be a tandem, a, a trifecta, baby. It could be a trifecta that you've never seen before. Gonzalez, Wayne, Manning, and then running up the gut. So 
Who knows? All right, the top three quarterbacks I have here. Uh, number three on my list at 26 years of age that playing for the Denver Broncos, now, no. Jay Cutler. Yep. Jay yeah, Cutler. no question about it. I mean, he's got an arm, and uh, he's he settled down. He got rid of his uh, depression-type deal that he was going through. But uh, the guy is – he's a professional, and uh, hopefully – you know, he'll continue to do what he's doing in the system with, uh, let's see, what's the new head coach? Um, McSick. Damn it. Oops, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> don't, don't, don't answer questions you don't know the answer to, bud. <laughs> I don't, but the new head coach, I mean, he, he's good. He loves he loves Jay Cutler. And uh, so, uh, you know, I think things can happen there. Pat McDaniels. Uh, McDaniels from the Pats, yeah. Jay. Jay. Yeah. Jay McDaniels. Cutler, hey, do you know do you know who has uh do you know who has led the league in in targets the last two years, Mike? Who? Which wide receiver has led the league in targets the last two years? Anybody? 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 Brandon Marshall. That's who. That's why Cutler's up there at number three. He has got a target, and huh. he's just added Eddie Royal last year. Eddie Royal Eddie is Royal just is beginning to show you what he can do, and he's a guy that I would go get in every one of my leagues this year. He is like the the future Wes Welker uh, on an offense that is going to throw, throw, throw. Uh, they're going to cater to Cutler's strength, cater to his arm. You got Marshall and, and Royal out there with Cutler. Denver's a definite sleeper for next year's playoffs if they can get something out of their defense. Number two on my list, and, well, I've got two guys here. Obviously, it's the only two guys left. Yep, you got a uh, cool breeze, baby. Number, There's only two guys left here. You've got Romo in Dallas at 29 years of age, and you've got Breeze at 30 uh, playing for the Saints. And I have Drew Breeze as my number one quarterback in Dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. You like that? Yes, I do. I do. I love Drew Brees over Tony Romo. Absolutely, Drew Brees has. I mean, the way his presence is very good, and uh, you, you take Tony Romo. Tony Romo does fine, but you take uh, Drew Brees in the pocket. He don't mind getting hit a little bit here, here and there on the left shoulder, on the right shoulder, moving around, taking this, taking that, taking that hit. Boom! 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 And then he'll just keep on moving on and uh, say, okay, Marquez, here we go, buddy. Done. Well, that's it. That's the Dynasty rankings on the quarterbacks. We'll do tight ends next week, and that will complete our Dynasty uh, segment before we start talking rookies. And then we'll have a rookie uh, – we'll have a mock rookie draft uh, to get all of our Dynasty players involved in that and uh we'll have a lot of fun hopefully get some uh, guest callers to uh to make their picks um and we're going to assign some guys out uh, those spots and we'll let everybody get hey, involved Scott? with those rookie picks yep yeah one thing i want to talk about is have you uh thought about the backups anything at all any backups uh say uh jay cutler goes down what happens they lose that's not the Response I was looking for. Well, like, is that who's going to be? Who, I don't even know who it is. Is it exactly uh, Drew Brees? Ramsey. It's, it's Patrick Ramsey. Aaron right? Rodgers. 
I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Those are things you need to look at. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know. I mean, you're not gonna win. You're not gonna win without Peyton Manning. You're not gonna win without. Uh, I mean, I, I guess uh, Brady, uh, the Patriots surprised everybody with Castle, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. Does anybody know who the backup uh, to Jay Cutler is? If you do, let us know in the chat room. Chat room's going, so maybe <laughs> thank maybe you. Get somebody to tell us who the backup to, to Jay Cutler is. Uh, I don't know. But, uh, hey, well, we, we went through that, Mike. You wanted to talk about uh, – what else do you want to talk about? I mean, we've got college basketball we're going to hit here in a little bit. Um, uh, is there anything yeah, else the in the top NFL? Four, top four seeds in the uh, college basketball. Uh, well, and, uh, let's see. Else in the NFL we had uh, – you, you were talking about uh, the rookie crop. Yeah. You said you didn't, you didn't like the Yeah, I would, I would love to hit on this rookie crop right now. Um, okay, go ahead. It, it's not very good in my opinion. I've I've gone through it and gone through it and gone through it. Uh, I see uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, about nine players that I believe are, uh, you know, really good. The rest of them, I don't think they're very good. So in my dynasty leagues, uh, I'm I'm trading off my my picks, my one my first round pick, my late first round pick, uh, early second round pick. I'm not afraid to trade off. And uh, be done with them. Uh, in my opinion, Matthew Stafford, Michael Crabtree, uh, Chris Wells, Beanie Wells, Mark Sanchez, Jeremy Macklin, Josh Freeman, quarterback, Percy Harvin, and uh, Noshaw Moreno. And out of that bunch, there's two that really step out to me. I mean, they stand out big time. Uh, Jeremy Macklin and Percy Harvin. Other than that, I, I'm not sold on Stafford. I'm not sold because I mean, I'm sold on Stafford's talent. I'm just not. I'm not sold on Stafford and where he's going to go. The team he's going to go to. Uh, Crabtree, I'm not sure. Uh, Beanie Wells, slow. He's, tar- you're not, you're he's not, terrible. You're not. You're not a fan of uh, Darius Hayward Bay from Maryland. He, uh, just he, ran the fastest, just he ran the fastest 40 at the combine. He ran 4-3, so he did, what, yeah. he did what he was there to do. He he did what he was there to do, but he can't catch the ball. He cannot catch the ball. So, uh, Hayward Bay, uh, I mean, I wouldn't put him in my top – I wouldn't put him on top eight. But well, he that, catches touchdowns. He had, he, had, he had 13 touchdowns last year. He can't catch the ball. Okay. Well, he's raw, and he's 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 not a really a refined route runner. But I think scouts are intrigued. Very similar to what they were about, uh, you know, Marshall about his athleticism, and but he's right. a lot faster. I mean, he could blo- he could blossom into a vertical weapon as a pro. Kind of reminds me like of a, a, a Lee Evans type with uh, with moves. So, but I don't it, know. It's just, but but Scott, is this not the worst rookie class you've ever seen? Mm. I don't know, man. I, I, I felt about uh, I felt this way about several classes uh, as as time goes on. Though, as you get closer to the draft and you start to see more and more uh, film on these guys, they post their videos to YouTube. You get to see more plays, and you start to see how good these guys really are. And 
you know, the names just kind of come out and surprise you. You know, year to year, there's always a, a batch of names that, uh, you know, surprise you. And, yeah, I, I, I'm going to – I mean, it's it's missing the big names at the top, sure. But uh, there's, well, I'm there's not, talent You know, here. honestly, well, Scott, I'm not talking about big names. I'm just talking about overall talent. And uh, last year was the first year that I did a rookie draft, and I could sit there and I'm going, wow, man, I, you know, one through 50. And I can rank them. And right now, I'm having a hard time getting to 50. I'm having well, a hard time getting to 30. Yeah. They're, they're names that you didn't see a lot in college, but these are guys that still produce for their teams. I mean, Hakeem Nix, he was the ACC's leading receiver, and he's a very polished. I mean, he's a wide receiver out of North Carolina. He doesn't have a great, you know, fast 40, but he but he definitely found his way to get open all year long. These are guys I, I'd like to see. I, I saw a lot of this Kenny Brick kid from Rutgers. He's six four and he's athletic, and I mean he played against Louisville, uh, and you know you, you kind of watch all the Big East teams, and he had fourteen right. hundred yard games in his career, so he's a, he's a big target uh, in the red zone, and kind of kind of reminds you like of a James Hardy type, and you know those are guys, well, see, you know you had big names last year that you were like okay everybody thought that James Hardy was going to be that was going to produce, and look what he did in his his rookie season, and you know you had well, guys see, that's, that's what you have to do, you have to uh, you know kind dissect it all and figure out what you want. And there may be a, quote, diamond in the rough. I hate to keep using that term, but there may be a diamond in the rough there. But I, I just can't find it. I just can't find it. Yeah. Three four seven three two four five four zero four. We got Lance in the chat room. What up, big Lance? Uh, he's drinking uh, Bacardi and Coke tonight, fellas, so. Better watch out, you guys in the chat room. We got some we got some names here though, Mike. Uh, you know, obviously Macklin and Crabtree are going to be big names. Percy Harvin's a, a Reggie Bush type uh, playmaker, and uh, you know, I don't know. After that, it does get a little thin. I agree with you. I like Hayward Bay though. I like this Kenny Brick kid. Uh, running backs. I know you're not high on these kids, but I have watched uh, a lot of Donald Brown at UConn. He's just a no nonsense mm-hmm. type of guy. He, he led the nation in rushing, uh, something that Kevin Smith did. But he's elusive, and, and he can uh, he can handle the workload. Uh, I really think he can as a feature back. This Sean Green kid in Iowa, he had 1,700 rushing yards. He's the leader of the Big Ten. He, he's not a real fast guy. He doesn't have that elite speed, but he can move inside, outside, and he has a lot of uh, cutback ability. I, I mean, and, and he doesn't have uh, – he, he does have the issues about the, the work ethic and character. I think the scouts are kind of looking at that. But Sean Green is a kid that you might be able to see something out of, and I don't know how much deeper well, you can really go after that. You've got names like Javon Ringer and Rashad Jennings and those guys. I agree with you. I don't think I don't think we're going to see much out of those guys. But most times, you got a couple well, couple of quarterbacks at the top. Go ahead. Well, most times uh, scouts when they're looking at uh, running backs, they want speed. If you don't have the speed, you're going to be a fullback. Yeah. That's the position you're going to play, and uh, that's just the way it is. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You're going to play fullback and. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna do a good job at playing fullback, but uh, well, one player that uh, one player that played his way up some draft boards here, and I, I'm sure you you know who this is, but uh, a player that played his way up some draft boards at the combine with his sheer speed was Pat White from West Virginia. He's the NCAA's yep. all-time yep. rushing leader for quarterbacks. He's got an outstanding playmaking ability. The scouts still question whether he's got the accuracy or the touch, to be honest, to develop in that pro-caliber pocket passer. 
uh, and some teams even envision White as a, a, a potential wildcat guy, kind of like the Heinz Ward when he started, you know. Yeah. He'd play receiver, returner, maybe even third quarterback. But uh, he, he figures to be an intriguing possibility in the middle of the draft, Mike. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, if he was in college basketball, he could play the one, the two, the three, the four. Uh, in, in football, unfortunately, he doesn't have that uh, option to play all those positions, but maybe he could. Uh, you know, in a Miami Dolphins-type system, of course, Miami won't get him, but uh, something like that where he could, you know, he could be, play the quarterback, play the slot, and then uh, carry, carry the ball as a running back and then uh, slide out as a wide receiver. I mean, the kid's got a ton of talent, and uh, I totally agree. I mean, he's got he's got so much talent that, uh, you know, it's going to boggle their minds, and somebody's going to grab him, and they're going to grab him quick. Well, Mike, we've got uh, the quarterbacks at the top, Mark Sanchez and uh, Matt Stafford are clearly distancing themselves from the rest of the field, and, and I don't know if you have a Ryan and Flacco-type impact on, on some of these teams, but obviously when I'm looking at the list here, Detroit has an immediate need, need for a quarterback. and <laughs> Immediate need for a win. Defensive line. <laughs> a win, yeah. They, they've got a need for just about everything. And, and, you know, one thing we didn't touch on, they did sign uh, Maurice Morris. I don't know why, but uh, I wonder if you Kevin Smith fans are excited about that or you're a little bit worried that he's going to take some carries away. But, Regardless, um, there, there's a couple of teams here that could really use a quarterback, and you know, I, I, I'm just wondering what what what's it going to take for the Jets to move up and maybe get one of these two guys if if they don't see anything here in free agency, which there's just nothing there unless they unless they're able to pull off that Derek Anderson move. You know, if Mangini wants to deal with the Jets, I don't know if if he's going to want to do that. Um, but who else who else really is in need of a quarterback? We we, we talked about. Um, Atlanta getting their guy last year, Baltimore getting their guy. Yeah, I, I guess I, Tampa. Yeah, St. Louis. Tampa, but I, I'm afraid to even touch Tampa because I, I don't know the direction they're going with their coach and their uh, uh, GM. I, I really have no understanding of what they're doing right now as far as Tampa goes. Uh, uh, the Jets, Kansas City. Is it going to be Tyler Thigpen? What's going on with Kansas City? I mean, cause, yeah, I don't I like know. I, I like Tyler Thigpen to uh, to get that. Now I don't know if they're going to if he's going to have the type of camp that it's going to require to get that job. But I like what I saw of him in in, in game time. I'm not too worried about what they're saying right now. What he does on the field is what's important. And every game I watch yeah. him, he's putting up 250, yards now. One thing you might want to watch there is where Tony Gonzalez, what happens to him? If it's a new coaching staff, do they want to move in a different direction? And can Gonzalez be go somewhere and make an impact, obviously? But that leaves Kansas City pretty darn thin and not much to, to deal with, regardless of who well, they have uh, quarterback. Well, they'll set up, Bo, and uh, they'll, they'll get yeah. some uh, new receivers to get things going. So, you know, with Bo and I don't know. They're talking equilibrium in the chat room, Mike. The movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, no, I don't watch movies. Those, they bore me. Yeah, you're you're not you're not a big movie movie fan. No. But uh, and Lance turned us on and uh, to the uh, Terminator movie that's coming out this summer too. In June, uh, the new Terminator movie comes out, and uh, I think we're all 
all of some of us anyway are looking forward to that. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. We've got uh, Doctor Dish dialing in and ready to talk Cardinal basketball. He'll be back with us in in two seconds, and we're going to talk Louisville and Kentucky basketball. Be right back. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Pretty good. How about yourself? What up, Doctor? Hey, how you doing, Mike? Dish, good. How you doing? I, I like what uh, I like what the Cardinals are doing this year, and I'd like to see what they can do in this NCAA tournament. What do you? Uh, what do? You, what, what's on the horizon here for these Cardinals? Well, it's coming down to. I mean, you know how this Big East this playoffs uh, or their uh, Big East. Uh, yeah, I guess it is playoffs in its end of the season uh, tournament. They're playing all 16 teams this year in the first. Top four get two buys. Well, it looks like we've locked up, or close to locking up a number one uh, seed in the Big East tournament. You know that's a, but we got three games to go starting this weekend with with uh, Marquette on Sunday, and we got a little luck there. I mean, I hate to wish bad luck on any team, but they lost one of their four-year starters, one of their best playmakers in guard, and a real quick guard, Dominic. Uh, Dominic James, and Dominic James, or what is his name? Yeah, right? Dominic James from Indianapolis. He fractured yeah. a bone. He's a senior senior it's, guard for Marquette. It's really a shame. He broke a bone in his foot, and he's out for the year in that game the other night against Damn Connecticut. Damn shame, Mike. Damn yeah. shame. Yeah, but I mean, it yeah. kind of helps us. But we're playing him at home at noon on Sunday. Um, you know, kind of a must-win game for both teams. You know, if we we're tied with Connecticut, or, or Connecticut's a half game ahead of us. They played one more game. And we've got a game with Mar- we've got to win the one against Marquette, and then we got at home, and then we play uh, Seton Hall at home on a Wednesday, and then I think we finished at West Virginia, and they lost last night. To, what was it last night they lost? I just seen them. Yeah, they lost. Over the, Neil, let me go to the meat and potatoes situation sure. here. Um, this is February 28th, and uh, we're looking at. Uh, I'm looking at who's the best team in the nation right now. Uh, I've, I've got a list of about uh, four. You know, I really like this Oklahoma team. You know, I know they lost two games in a row, but they they're they're a big man in the middle. Who's the guy they're predicting to be the number one pick in the NBA draft if he comes out as a sophomore? 
Griffith? I've got four. I've got four teams. I, I had I had Oklahoma until uh, until he went down. I've got four teams that just stick out. They they stick out to me. Uh, that's North Carolina, Pittsburgh, uh, Louisville, and UConn. Yeah, I think UConn those four really got, stick UConn's out got to a guy me. you can't do nothing about. I mean, I mean, if you if you can neutralize him, you're really doing good. But he's going to be he's an intimidator just standing there. Uh, yep. You know what I'm talking about the big center, seven foot three, what the probably now, the really dominant big man in the league this year. The one in the window that I'm thinking about is Pittsburgh because of uh, the one where or oh, yeah, the Blair, one the monster man. Yeah, he's, Blair. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't even know if he's going to come out. I mean, he he yeah he probably come out. Yeah, but he's he's really a he's a monster. He's a pro already. I mean, he's got the Charles Barkley body on. He's bigger than Barkley, but. Uh, well, he's let's still. let's face it. Come uh, come March. Uh, let's see, March what thirteenth? It's going to be on uh, March twelfth. It's going to be uh, the ACC Big East Challenge. In my opinion, I mean that's what it all boils down to because. Uh, both conferences are that good, and I don't know. You're not giving us. There's some other good teams around, Mike. I know some. I've seen Where? Michigan State play awful good too. And, and uh, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. That's the guy we're thinking about. Yeah. Hey, Neil. Yeah, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. Yeah, he's the one who had a concussion the last two games. Yep. Been out, but man, when he's playing, he's a triple. Triple uh, triple double player, you know. Hey guys, don't forget. Don't forget about. Don't forget about your champs now. Kansas Jayhawks are. They mean business. Well, they're winning there. They're winning, being they beat Oklahoma the other night, you know, without Blake Griffin. Big 12 stinks. Uh, uh, they didn't last year, they buddy. They got a lot of speed on that team. They play so fast. But the... Kansas is 22-5, uh, and they're not, they're not getting a lot of love. They impressed but if, me. If you I mean, they've impressed against... me, but I've watched it. I tell you, don't write yeah. off Memphis yet either. I mean, Memphis can play. If you want to take against okay. Oklahoma, you saw, you saw uh, Kansas, State, Kansas do what they needed to do. I tell you, I, I, what, I, what I hope will happen is they'll put all of the – Big East teams in one bracket and all the ACC teams in the other bracket. That ain't going to happen. They'll split them up. Yeah, I know they will, the and they should. Guys, here's what I see out of the Big East. You've got – I'll put the Big East top five against any other top five in any conference. When you've got your your top five teams, you got Pittsburgh, UConn, uh, Louisville, Marquette, and Villanova. Those are all five top ten teams right now, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And then in, in, in your six, seven, and eight is is of the caliber of Providence, who can beat anybody right now with all those seniors. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've never seen so many seniors. Uh, West Virginia and Syracuse. Okay, Providence, West Virginia, and Syracuse are your six, seven, and eight. Are you yeah, kidding Cincinnati's me? Cincinnati's right behind them too. Yeah. So I mean, those are the types of teams that can play with anybody right now, and. Uh, you know, the ACC is doing their thing. Uh, Big East is doing theirs. Right now, still, the Big Ten team, every time I see a, uh, a a bracketology, they've got eight teams in it. I just don't get it. I mean, they're all middle of the rotors. But, uh, you know what? I, I saw it too, Scott, and uh, Illinois belongs, Purdue belongs. Other than that, I don't get it. Mike, we also have uh, UConn. Uh, they're probably going to go back to number one this week. You got North Carolina probably shuffling up to number two. Uh, although, did they get beat this week or was that last week? Yeah, they, last they had week. that loss. Yeah, they, they lost, lost to Maryland, Maryland last week. They lost to Maryland. Yeah, that was back on the twenty-first though. So they, that was already yeah. factored into their decision when they moved okay. from three to four. So I think North Carolina is going to be your number one team. Memphis, Memphis yeah. to move on up too. Yeah, I don't. 
Yeah. They can move up all they want, Neil, but North Carolina is my number one team right now. Well, well it's UConn. It's UConn. There's, there's no doubt about that, Mike. No. You're wrong. And then Memphis no, number three. No, no, no. North Carolina. I tell you, I don't think Hansboro would do nothing against their beat in there. I think they're beating Guys, we gotta all the break. We'll be right back. It's Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to fun. Red vs. Blue <laughs> Sports that. Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. You know what? It, it, if Louisville uh, goes to Final Four, I owe Mr. Scott Atkins one hundred dollars. You know, you know what's really so good about me? I, I called in the other day on a show down here, and they was wanting to know what we thought about the teams and what made them special and stuff. And this year, Patino's got that team. I mean, he's got them playing defense, but in the front court, you got four four good guards that are interchangeable, in McGee mm-hmm. and. Uh, Oh, McGee, that's Sosa, my guy. McGee and Sosa, and what's the little uh, sophomore? Or... Scott, do you know who I'm talking about? What the, uh... What's that? I wasn't listening. The the four guards they got is McGee and Sosa and Smith and... Um... Oh, Louisville? Yeah. Uh, Preston Knowles. Preston Knowles, yeah. And Knowles. Kind of yeah. Yeah. All, yeah, he's all good. All better at different phases <laughs> of the game. I mean, they can play pressing defense, and they hawk them guys the whole game. Uh, not, not that they get that many turnovers, they make them hurry, you know, make them make bad passes and get get guys that can't really handle the ball that good handling the ball, you know, and uh, making quick decisions with it. And I think that really helps. Well, I'll tell you what, I, they got backups at center and backups at forward, you know. They got uh, and the guys that they don't lose, you know, when they replace them in the lineup, they don't really lose that much from what they had starting, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I've been so impressed with uh, local basketball, watching them. Maturate throughout the course of uh, 
November, maturate. December, January. Maturate. <laughs> well, it, it, mature. Maturate. Maturate. I love I love the word uh, maturation. But, yeah, you uh, do. Rhymes with masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> but they've they've matured so much uh, throughout the course of the year, from November to now. Yeah. Uh, well, and you know, I don't I, I like Pierce so Williams. I think for, he's a thug, but I, 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 so I, I think the whole team is. I, I still see so much more room for improvement yet, though, you know, and they haven't really peaked out yet. You know, like I said the other day, I hope, my gosh, you're peaking too soon, you know, and I thought, they ain't peaked. I mean, I've watched Clark, who's uh, talking about it for the, as a early, you know, for a draft pick. Well, when you're uh, playing, well, God, Neil, when you're playing the Big East, you've got to peak every day. He could make them 15 or 20 points better if he didn't make all them turnovers he makes every game, you know. All right, well, here's what we're going to do, gang. Here's what we're going to do. Let's get some structure back into this thing and, uh, Let's let's raise our hand to talk. We've got we've got uh, the, the NCAA brackets are all about the upsets and picking where those upsets are going to happen is the key. Now last year we had all four number one seeds uh, end up as your final four. That's I don't think that was the first time that ever happened, right, Mike? I think it is. Right. Okay. So now, granted though, uh, they did it right. They they really were able to lock down on those four seeds. And if you remember those other seeds that were in the Elite Eight. Uh, North Carolina matched up against Louisville. Uh, Kansas matched up against Davidson. Kansas wasn't a number one seed. Davidson was a number two, wasn't it? Kansas was a number one seed that matched up against Davidson. Yep. And then you had UCLA matching up against Xavier. Yeah. And then you had Memphis matching up against Texas. So that's just a little bit of a brief history yeah. uh, of last year to get us to this year. Now, this year... When we're looking for upsets, we're going to first look at the one seeds. And, Mike, if the one seeds are Connecticut, North Carolina, Oklahoma, and Pittsburgh, no 16 seed is going to take them down, right? No. Uh, you know what? I see Xavier again. Yeah. You know, I, I see UConn in the east, uh, North Carolina in the west. Uh, Xavier can knock down UConn with no problem in the east. Mm. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know enough about that, but uh, when we look at the two seed, uh, Dr. Dish, right now they're projected at Kansas, Michigan State, Memphis, yep. and Louisville. And I don't think any two seeds could lose that first-round game against a 15. For 12 straight years, at least one two seed has gone down in the first two rounds. And in eight of those 12 years, Multiple two seeds were upset before they reached the Sweet 16. Yeah. Which two seeds would be in the most trouble? Kansas, Michigan State, Memphis, or Louisville? Oh, I got that. That's good. good. I I think Michigan State and Memphis. Memphis. They're just yeah. They're not. They're not. They yep, don't shoot a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think they'd have trouble with some really big teams. You know. Right, but and Memphis is led by and Memphis is led by a freshman Tyreek Evans. Yeah, so, he ain't you know, really a point guard either. That Tyreek Evans is good, but they didn't plus, use him for the point guard for seventeen games, I think. But that's a uh, plus the mo, mo, most of Memphis's wins. Are, I mean, let's face it, it's coming a very weak conference. I know the SEC is weak, but this conference, Conference USA, is pretty bad. So uh, I, you know, can uh, Memphis get past uh, Texas or Kentucky? I don't know. 
And then right. you move forward to uh, Villanova and uh, Florida State. I'm looking at Joe Lenardi right now. He didn't, and he didn't just say Kentucky, though, did he? I, I think did. he did. Yeah, I didn't think he put Duke and Kansas in the same discussion with Kansas with Kentucky. Okay, Mike, let's get back to reality. Three seeds. Three seeds this year. You Duke, Duke, Missouri, Villanova, and Wake Forest. Now, Mike. Duke, Missouri, Villanova, Wake Forest are your three seeds right now. Last year, the 14 seeds were 0-4. And, and there have in the history of the NCAA, 15 14 seeds have went on to win in the first round, and only two have ever made it past the second. Mike, which of those three seeds might be in a little bit of trouble? Uh, Duke. Duke. In my opinion, Duke. They, they would be in uh, a lot of trouble. Wake Forest. I think Wake Forest, that's another team that could sneak in and be a Final Four team. Right. Uh, I agree with you. Duke, Duke, Duke could be in trouble. Duke could be in trouble because they're, they're not with the Cameron idiots. And, uh, you know, I love their uh, I love the, the way the crowd does the stuff. And But let's face it. They're not at home. They're not at home in the tournament. They're not at home, baby. with you. Mike, Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology has Duke squaring up against the Hilltoppers. Whoa, WKU, baby. Woo! Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I might have to go to that. You know, Duke plays really good defense, and they and they shoot free throw. They're good shooters. I could see them not rebounding with Tina. They've been doing it, um, and they handle the ball, but they don't turn the ball over a lot most of the time. All right, guys, uh, I'm going to give you the four seeds, Dr. Dish. The four okay. seeds right now uh, are Washington, Marquette, Illinois, and Clemson. Now, last year the, the 13 seeds against the four went two and two, and they always say when you're filling out your bracket that you always want to pick one four seed up to get upset by a 13. So which four seed might be in trouble, Washington, Marquette, Illinois, or Clemson? Oh, I'd say it's definitely Illinois. Washington. No, I've, I've Washington's pretty damn good, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not taking anybody uh, west yeah. of the Mississippi. I uh, I love Marquette. I love yeah. Illinois the way they've been playing, and uh, Clemson. I can't believe they're even a four. They'd be a four seed even. I thought they'd be much better than that, even though they lost that player. You know. The, uh, right. when, when you're in a conference like that, though, Neil, uh, it, it's going to be very, very tough. Uh, I love Marquette, I love Illinois, and I love Clemson, uh, all three of them to maybe make it to the Sweet 16 because, like I yeah. said, it's it's the Big East ACC Challenge. Yeah. That's yeah. just the way it is. And yeah. Washington, they don't belong. I agree, but I, I kind of think Illinois is the team that I wouldn't I wouldn't put a lot of faith in moving on. Let's look at this. Illinois. Let's look at this 5 versus 12. Now, guys, it's something your parents probably taught you at the time of your first bracket but it bears repeating for the uninformed. You must pick a 12 seed to win in the first round. The yeah, line, yeah, hell yeah. It's, it's essentially gotten to the point now yeah, where we don't even consider <laughs> we don't even a consider 12 beats a 5 much of an upset. I mean, did anybody fall out of their chair when Villanova beat Clemson and Western Kentucky beat Drake last year? So, no, no. Okay. How about well, Davidson over Purdue? Who they picking for 12 now? Davidson yeah. over Purdue. Well, let's see what the five seeds are this year in Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology. Here we go. Xavier versus Miami, five seed versus a 12. 
UCLA versus Penn State, Arizona State versus Oklahoma State, and there it is, Mike, Purdue versus Davidson. Bingo, Davidson. Davidson team ain't near as good as it was last year. Yeah, I don't even think Davidson makes the bracket, right? I don't even nobody have. I don't even think they're going to make it myself. One player can make a team. Stephen Curry can make a team. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Purdue going out like that, though. I I don't think so either. I'm going to pick Arizona State getting knocked off, and maybe Xavier by a, a, a hot ACC Miami team. Yeah, something like that. That's, All yep. right, let's 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 look at six versus eleven. Six versus eleven, guys. Uh, last season went one and three on upsets. The only eleven to win in two thousand eight was Michael Beasley's Kansas State squad, which beat USC. Uh-huh. Uh, now, if you're feeling good about a particular six seed, don't hesitate to pull the trigger and ride that team to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, despite having to play a three seed the vast majority of the time, the sixes actually listen. When you're filling out your bracket, the Sixers have a winning record in the second round. And to put that in perspective a little bit, the Sevens are 18-42 and 42 all-time in that round. So when you're looking at the Sixers beating the Threes, the Sixers have a winning record over the three seed in that next round. So here they are, six seeds, LSU versus Michigan, Utah versus Virginia Tech, Florida State versus Utah State, and Cal versus Florida. Mike, what do you see? Uh, I don't think LSU will be a six seed after uh, Kentucky gets done beating them tomorrow. <laughs> I think they might be higher. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think uh, LSU is uh, very good, but in a very good in a very weak conference. Uh, Michigan, beat, Michigan gonna... beats LSU hands down. Michigan beats LSU hands down. No way, no way, no way, no way, no way. impressive here. They're, they're really, they're really getting big, to play big ball Big right thinks. Michigan's got a coach, so hey, they really got these boys. Have you seen them play lately? The other night they played, they really looked good. There is no way Michigan beats LSU. When they beat Purdue. Well, I think, guys, we could do this all night. Utah is a a team that's up and coming. Uh, Cal versus Florida, you know, flip a coin. Flip a coin in that game, but... And then you got Florida State versus Utah State. I don't know. That, that's kind of just something up. You, you get down to these teams here, you know, you really don't see much. Here we go, uh-huh. 7-10 games. 7-10 games. Seven, uh, the 10 seeds went 1-3 last now. year. What? The, the, the 10 seed that won last year was Davidson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 7, Gonzaga versus Siena. Syracuse versus Dayton. Uh, tough for Syracuse there. Texas versus Kentucky. Oh, Texas would kill Kentucky. Yeah. And Butler versus Arizona. Well, I think the Butler Arizona. I think that could be one there. Yeah, that's a good uh, game. Texas I'm looking Kentucky, at it right Texas now. And Kentucky, uh, Mike, Syracuse think? game. Who'd you say Syracuse is playing on? Dayton. Dayton. That could be an upset too. Dayton. Yeah, that could be an good. upset. You know, a lot of people don't know nothing about Dayton. But that Dayton. There's, there's a lot of teams that that deserve to be there, and uh, Kentucky, Texas, uh, Kentucky. They could beat Texas if they're clicking. If you know, but that's just That'd like be a nightmare teams. scenario, though. That'd be a nightmare scenario, Mike, for for Kentucky to have to meet yeah, Texas so. in the first round. That little guard for Texas, boy. I wouldn't mind it. That'd be fine with me. I'm right, serious. And then to wrap this up, the eight versus nine game, you always got to pick a, a you know two two nine seeds. Yeah. It went two and two again last year. It's not really an upset. Um, Arkansas crushed Indiana last year, and I really thought Indiana had more than that, but they just had so much turmoil they couldn't get over it. 
Uh, BYU versus Ohio State, Wisconsin versus South Carolina. These are all coin flips. Tennessee, Boston College, West Virginia, UNLV. Yeah, see, it's it's like that. It's like, okay, you can put all those eight teams up and throw them up in the air, and you yeah, don't know. Pretty much. And, and, and to be honest, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but we like to talk college okay, basketball. Well, we well, like to break South, the brackets down. South Carolina beats Wisconsin. I, I, there's no I doubt about so, that. Yeah, I think so, too. I like uh, that. I like that. BYU, Ohio State, okay. I don't know. I don't know. That, that's that's going to be tough. I I think Ohio State beats BYU. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I said, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but uh, you know, hey, that's what March Madness is all about. The bracketology <laughs> will be. Uh, you know, there is a nice little event, guys. I want to plug. Um, Mike, what is it? The Louisville uh, Louisville Sports Buzz. Sports Buzz. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. Louisville Sports Buzz. We joined the Louisville Sports Buzz tonight. And I encourage you guys to check it out, uh, louisvillesportsbuzz.ning.com. Uh, you can check out Louisville Sports Buzz. But there is a um, there's an event going on uh, for the for the day the um, the day the brackets get unveiled uh, down in Louisville um, at one of the uh, restaurants there in town. I'm gonna have to get you guys more information on it, uh, Mike. I don't know if you saw it advertised there, but they down are on Shelbyville Road. Uh, it's going to be um, it's it's a selection Sunday on March fifteenth from three o'clock. It's at Arnesto's in yep. Middletown. In Ernesto. Middletown, Arnesto's. It's, it's and uh, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be Dave uh, Dave and Scott from uh, from their uh, from, from their the morning show. The morning show. Dave and Scott and uh, John Rentop. Frank, 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 Frank. Yeah, and they're going to have a, a bracket contest. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, I'm going to try to make it. Um, so I hope, hopefully you guys will cool. too. But it's March 15th from 3 to 11. They're at Arnesto's, and, um, you know, should should be fun. Johnny Hurstbourne Lane be Shelbyville Road is where it's at. Intersection Hurstbourne Lane Shelbyville Road. Yep. Yeah, so be a, be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully we can see you guys there, and we'll support Red versus Blue. And, uh Guys, it's going to be fun, man. We've got a big weekend here for for both teams. You got to take them one yep. at a time now. All right, That's right. We're looking forward to it and uh, just uh, clipping them off and see what happens. Well, Mike, it's always good to talk sports with you, my friend. And uh, Pop, absolutely, we'll, uh, we'll we'll go at it another week and and try to get Louisville uh, into this dance as Big East champs. I'm trying to get them there as a number one. I'd love to get them there as a one seed. All right, for all the Red versus Blue gang, we'll see you next week. Good luck, Ash. Good talking to you, Neil. Good day. Bye, Mike. Bye.